Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the American Pipeline podcast uh, presented by BetMGM McKenny Hockey. I'm Mike Stevens. This is Sydney Wolf from the Rink Live. Sydney, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm not in Tampa, so it's not super warm out. I know I've been seeing all the posts of people going, it's like 90 degrees in Tampa. I'm stuck in, you know, good old Minnesota. I know you guys have been having some crazy weather too of like ice storms. It was lightning while snowing the other day. It's been really weird, but you know, it's all good. It's the week that everybody's been waiting for. The Frozen Four is coming up. Super excited about that. And we've had like a ton of signing news. So it's just been a crazy week here leading up to to the frozen four yeah and we're like you know you talk about all the news that we've had and yet we haven't even mentioned the fact that it's it's you know this is what we do the show for it's the frozen four man we're 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 gearing up for it um so we're just gonna hop right into that you know i think uh uh that's basically the biggest that's the biggest news in, in college hockey right now so let's do it the frozen four recording this on wednesday it is on thursday um it kicks off so let's do a bit more of an in-depth, deep dive uh, uh, just to pre- preview it up. Now, the one thing here before we get started is that no uh, NCHC teams are in the Frozen Four this year, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, that's really crazy just considering since the NCHC started, I believe there's been an NCHC team that's won it almost every year. But if not, they've been at least in the final. So to have none at all in the Frozen Four is really wild because this year – it was kind of the year of the Big Ten, to be honest. I mean, the Big Ten had a lot of really, really good teams. Now they have two in the Frozen Four, and then the other two are, are Eastern teams. So that's really crazy. It's probably, you know, if you're an NCHC fan, it's not a good thing. But for college hockey in general, it's probably a good thing to have, you know, some new conferences and some new teams getting in the spotlight a little bit, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, why don't we start off with Boston University versus Minnesota? Pretty, pretty intense matchup here. Yeah, these games are going to be really interesting. And honestly, I don't even know how to predict anything anymore at this point, because when I made my regional bracket, it was almost entirely wrong. So just, you know, I'm just going to take a look at both teams. My predictions have not been good this year. So we'll just see. Everything's been so chaotic this year in in the seasons. But I, I'm hoping that both of these games are really good tomorrow because we have four really good teams. And I'm just hoping that... It's not like the regionals where there were a ton of blowout games that were just, you know, not close at all. I'm hoping we get some really good, you know, fun games, good goals, all that kind of stuff. And BU versus Minnesota, I think, is is going to be a really fun game. I'm really excited to watch that. Um, and obviously, Minnesota is a team that everybody has been paying attention to this year. They've been the number one team for most of the season, to be honest. Uh, they're 28-9-1 overall so far this year, and they're a pretty flashy team, to be honest with you. I mean, they have that coolly snuggerood nice line, and that is just, you know, one of one of the best lines in college hockey. Um, obviously, Cooley and Nizer in the Hobie hat trick. So they're both two of the top players in the country. Uh, and that's just been, you know, an insane line that everybody's been talking about. Everybody knows that line at this point. But they've also had some some good successes otherwise, too. I mean, Justin Close has been their goaltender, and he's been really good lately, to be honest with you. When they played St. Cloud, 
uh, in the regional final. He played really, really well. And he's kind of one of those guys that I don't hear a ton about necessarily because he's not one of those really tall goaltenders. He's only 5'10". And he's a guy that actually, uh, when he was in juniors, he wasn't like playing USHL or one of the really high leagues. He was playing in the SJHL. So kind of odd to see players from that league come up and, and be huge you know, players in college hockey. So he's been really good lately. He has around a 928 save percentage. He's been their go-to guy for pretty much the entire season. Obviously that Cooley Snuggerud nice line is going to be the line to watch out for, but you know, a couple other things, Brodzinski, he's had a, a really standout year this year. He's been fun to watch. Some of their best defensemen, Jackson Lacombe, Brock Faber, who everybody's been talking about uh, in Minnesota and, and Mike Kester, they've all been really good. And I just read online uh, because today, the day that we're recording is is media day. So a bunch of people are down in Tampa talking to the teams. And it sounds like Connor Kurth should be in for the games this week, which is good for them. He's been a really good player, but it looks like he's going to be in. So that's that's a good thing. Uh, another good player that they can, you know, kind of utilize. But Minnesota's kind of that flashier team. And then BU, also a really good team, though. So I, I'm hoping this is a really good game. Their record, pretty similar. They're 29 and 10. They looked pretty good in the regionals, to be honest with you, too. Uh, Drew Camezzo has been a really good uh, goaltender. He's mm-hmm. a Chicago prospect, a little bit taller, uh, six foot two. He's a junior, was on the national team a couple years ago. He's got around a 914 save percentage, been the starter most of the year. The guy everybody's been talking about, you know, Lane Hudson, that's their go to guy. He's been lighting it up. And I think he might kind of go on a, a revenge tear here because he was a name to that Hobie hat trick. And he's been, you know, he's had one of the best seasons ever as a, as a freshman defenseman in the NCAA. So I think you could see him just light it up here in, in the frozen four this week. And he's just insane to watch. He's really fun to watch elite defender. You know, he's leading the team in points as, as a D, which is crazy. He has as a freshman D freshman D yeah, yeah. not even just regular so it's like double crazy. Um, 48 points behind him. Second in points on the team is Matt Brown. He's had a really good year too. 16 goals, 30 assists. And they have a lot of other players too that uh, have high point totals, you know, in the in the upper 20s, low 30s. So they're a really good team too. So it's going to be interesting to see who comes out on top with this. Both teams have been to the Frozen Four quite a few times. So it'll be interesting to see. They got tons of draft picks on both sides. And I also read today for BU, Wilmer Skoog, it sounds like it's questionable for the game tomorrow. So not really sure if he's going to be able to play. That might change things because he's been a top player for them this year. Yeah, this is going to be an extremely – like the fact these, – these two teams are so close to each other in records. They're literally separated by one overtime or shootout loss. Like it's, it's insane. Like they're basically both 29 and 10. So – like it's this is this is going to be a very evenly matched game. Moving on to Quinnipiac and Michigan, um, who are facing these two teams are there now. These are two teams that are different in record. Absolutely, like there's a bit more of a gap, but it sure is going to be, uh, you know, an exciting game as well. Yeah, this one I think is going to be a little bit more of a, it's just going to be a different type of game because Quinnipiac, which it's funny they made it to the Frozen Four because I feel like that's always the name where like, oh, Quinnipiac, it's fun to say like that type of thing. They made it to the Frozen Four. They're definitely kind of the underdog of this Frozen Four. I think they've only made it. This is like their third time or something like that. Uh, And all these other teams have been there like 20 plus times. So they're definitely uh, that underdog looking for a national title. 
They're 32, four and three, which is a great record, but the conference they play in is definitely weaker. So you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt. Michigan's really good this year. They're like Minnesota and BU. They're really flashy, 26, 11 and three overall. You know, Quinnipiac looks a little less flashy just based on the players they have. They have less draft picks, but they're really good. So don't underestimate them. Yaniv Peretz is a great goaltender. He's six foot one. He has a 932 save percentage. He's really good. Under two goals against average for, for the season. And this year they kind of scored on the on the transfer portal. They picked up Colin Graff from Union this year, and he just exploded as a sophomore. He has 56 points in 39 games. He's leading the team. That was a great pickup for them in the portal and probably one of the best that happened this year for any team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethan DeYoung is really, really good. Sam Lipkin, who's an Arizona Coyotes prospect, he's been really good. Um, and then, you know, for defenders, Zach Metzka, Zach Metza and Jane Lee have been, you know, really, really good. Uh, and I think they showed in the regionals, too, that they have other guys on their roster that they can score. It's not just, you know, one or two guys. They had goals from kind of a lot of different people. So, they're going to be interesting to watch. And then Michigan, again, a team everybody knows. They have some of the best prospects. Um, they have Eric Portillo in goal. He's six foot six. He's huge. Uh, <laughs> LA Kings prospect. He has a 909 save percentage. So definitely not the highest of the four teams here, but he's still good. Um, and obviously Fantilli is, is the star of this team. He has 64 points. Absolutely ridiculous. Luke Hughes, also incredible player. Mackie Samuskevich has been great. Rutger McGrory, Gavin Brindley, they've all been awesome. They have such big names on their team. It's going to be hard to take them down. So I think that's going to be an interesting game. Quinnipiac definitely plays more of like a a defensive style compared to Michigan, who is probably just going to want to try and score as much as they can. So it's going to be interesting. Honestly, I think we're sort of destined maybe to see a Minnesota-Michigan rematch here. Um, but we'll see. I don't want to predict anything because, like I said, my predictions have not been good this year. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just hoping for two good games, honestly. Yeah, look, it, I think these are going to be two very good games. Like, you know, obviously Michigan has, is absolutely stacked with these uh, with these prospects. Like, just, you know, you, I'll look at their roster every once in a while. And I'll just be like, holy smokes, they have, they have they Fantilli have <laughs> and Luke Hughes and McGrory and Brindley. Like, Brindley's like, he hasn't even been drafted yet, but he's going to, you know, crazy he's gonna stuff. Be good. Yeah. He's going to be very good. Um, all right, before before we move on a little bit here, we got some junior hockey news slash UCHL news, uh, starting with, you know, the hotly anticipated national team development program uh, list that, you know, we, we teased on a little bit before it's dropped. Take us through it, Sydney. Yeah, it took a little while just because they want to, you know, send out the invites, make sure people accept it, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So this is probably something for once we get Done with the college season, we might be able to look into it a little more and go through each player. But because we have so much news, you know, I'm not going to look into it too much. Uh, But there's a lot of really, really good players on this list. I think this is going to end up being a really strong team. So if you want to, you know, you can Google it. There is a ton of really, really good players on there. Uh, I know one that people were excited about was LJ Mooney, who's Logan Cooley's cousin. Um, I've heard Mm -hmm. a lot about him recently, but there's a lot of big names on here that I think people are going to look back on this roster and be like, wow, that's a, that's a good roster. So uh, it's going to be really fun to watch them play. And I'm sure in a future show, we can, you know, go through it a little bit more, dissect it a little bit more, but we got so much news today. just wanted to say it is out so you can go look at it. Um, But obviously they're not going to be playing together until like the late summer, early fall, but the list is out on who's accepted and uh, who's going to be on the, the new NTDP. 
Yeah, be very interesting. Um, all right, so James Hagens becomes the 19th player in NTDP history to score 30-plus goals as a U-17 player. Yeah, he's been so good. He's a player that we've already talked to before earlier on the show, too. He's really, really good. He's going to be a top name to to remember for that 2025 NHL draft. He's so young that it's not this year. It's not next year. It's the year after that, 2025. He's just been super, super good. Um, keep his name in the back of your mind, James Haggins. He's been tearing it up, and he's awesome. So watch out. Watch out. All right, we got some signings. In the NCAA, uh, in a little bit of NCAA news. So there's a huge exodus uh, from Michigan State uh, now that announced that Mike Hastings has accepted the Wisconsin coaching job um, and is taking his assistance with him uh, or his assistant with him. Lots of, lots of, you know, there's lots of moving parts. We mentioned last week, you know, about because now we're starting to get, you know, players in the transfer portal and players who are graduating and whatnot. Um, and it, it seems as if, it seems as if, uh, uh, you know, Minnesota State here is, is going to be one of those teams that loses a lot. Yeah, Minnesota State, it's been tough for them because I think a lot of people thought maybe after last year that Mike Hastings didn't accept some of the coaching jobs that maybe he would stay with them. Uh, But then it was revealed that he took the Wisconsin head coaching job. So some of their fans were definitely bummed to see him leave because he is a great coach. And they were thinking, you know, maybe the assistant coach will move up and take that job. Didn't do that. He's following him uh, to Wisconsin from what I hear. So uh, that's definitely going to be a change. And a lot of players are now either in the portal or they've signed. So it's going to be a very different A Minnesota State team next year. And Wisconsin, too, I don't really know what's going to happen with their prospects. We'll have to kind of just wait and see if they stay committed to Wisconsin or if they try and go somewhere else. Same with all the Minnesota State recruits. Obviously, coaching changes make a a big difference. So we'll have to give some updates here in the coming weeks because that's going to change a lot of things for those two programs. Absolutely. Um, All right. We got some signing news. Let's cover these rapid fire um, because there's a lot starting with Cole McWard. Yeah, this one was just today or yesterday. Ohio State right-handed defender going to Vancouver. He's six foot one. Some people were kind of surprised to see that he signed because he was only uh, a sophomore this year, but he had 21 points in 39 games. Uh, Could be a, a good signing for Vancouver. They've had a couple of nice ones here over the past few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to Yami Yami uh, uh, Cranilla. Cranilla? Yeah, it's it's kind of a tough one. Yeah, Yami Yami Cranilla. Cranilla. I've heard Cranilla. You know, you know what? Kind of all of the above. He's from what, Finland. What's J Dog doing here? <laughs> yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a good nickname. So Saint Cloud player. Obviously, I'm familiar because I'm in Saint Cloud. I watch a lot of Saint Cloud. He's going to uh, the Wilkes Bar Scranton Penguins. He's a five foot ten center. He had a great year this year as a senior, forty points. Uh, he had twenty one goals, which is really crazy. And then I'll just go to the next one because it's his teammate, uh, Grant Crookshank. He's going to to Toronto's AHL team, so he's also going to be a, a fun one because he's also a center, five eleven. 38 points. He was also really good for St. Cloud this year. Uh, and he had 23 goals as well. So both really big goal scorers and both should be really good additions to those teams. Absolutely. Then we got Connor McEachern. Yeah, this is also a, a recent one from this week. He was from Penn State and now he's going to uh, San Jose's AHL team. Five foot ten forward. He had 27 points in 39 games. So pretty good point production there. He was a senior, so wasn't super surprised by that one. Yeah, we got a trio. We, we talked about them. Trio of Minnesota State players, Brendan Fury, Andre Pavel, and Ryan Sandalin. 
Yeah, these were, uh, I know we talked about some of their other players last week that signed. Now they had a bunch more. Uh, Brendan Furry, he's a six foot one forward. He had 28 points in 39 games. Uh, he's a junior. Last year, his stats were a little bit flashier. And then this year, Minnesota State didn't have as good of a year. So, you know, take those stats with a grain of salt a little bit. Uh, but he's a really good player. Andre Pavel, uh, he's six foot two. He's going to Colorado's AHL team. He's from Czechia. He had 15 points this year as a, as a junior. And then the final one was Ryan Sandlin. Yes, he's Scott Sandlin's son, the head coach at, at UMD. Uh, he's also going to Colorado's AHL team. They've been scooping up some uh, college free agents here over the past few weeks. He's a six foot forward. He had 29 points this year as a senior. So again, wasn't super surprised uh, by, by that signing either. Yeah. All right. We got Aiden Fulp from Western Michigan. This is, I think, going to be a, a good signing for New York. New York, uh, Western Michigan is a good team. He's going to the AHL of of the Islanders. He's a six foot three right-handed defenseman, so he's a big dude. Uh, he had 15 points, so he can score a little bit, but he's also a, a big guy. And I know right-handed defensemen, obviously, a lot of teams want those guys. So that was a, a good one. And then I'll just go to the next one because he also signed with the Islanders AHL team. And it was Travis Mitchell of Cornell, also another big defenseman, uh, six foot three, but he was a left-handed defenseman. So uh, both both on different sides there. He was one of the captains for Cornell, and he had 19 points as, as a senior. So both upperclassmen and both uh, big defensemen there. Absolutely. All right. Then we got, we got a uh, Travis Mitchell or sorry, you just covered that. Uh, yeah, got, yeah. Sorry. I got, no, got sorry. up there for a second. Cause we, we folded Fulp and Mitchell into the same thing. We got, we got Cole's brother, Judd Caulfield uh, going from North Dakota to the Ducks AHL team. This would be crazy. Uh, if it was Cole Caulfield, that'd be awesome because they're completely different. Judd Caulfield is six. It's a completely four. different. It's also a completely I would, different I would love spelling to see him stand too. Next to each other, that would be insane. It's yeah. also a totally different spelling too. I, that was a joke, in case anyone didn't know that. Yeah, d- don't worry, everyone. <laughs> I, I didn't actually. I didn't go in there just you know guns blazing for fun, all, for all fun. confident. No, it's Judd. It's Judd Caulfield, not Caulfield. I did see a lot of people though. Whenever someone signs and their name is Caulfield and and they're obviously they not related to Cole, they're always like, "Well, where's Cole?" And it's like, "Okay, okay, different one, different one." People, mm-hmm, exactly. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is Judd, and it's yeah, it's Caulfield is how it's yeah. spelled. So a little bit different for anyone who's you know listening and they're not reading it. Um, but he's going to Anaheim's AHL team. Uh, from what I heard, he's six foot four. He's a big dude. Uh, he had 19 points this year as a senior, was an NTDP guy, and it sounded like he actually was planning originally on coming back to North Dakota because he was actually traded by Pitt or he was drafted by Pittsburgh. But this week he had his rights traded to Anaheim. So then he was like, never mind, actually, I'm signing. So some North Dakota people were kind of sad by that because they thought he was coming back for another year. And then mm-hmm. his rights got traded, you know, a spot probably opened up and He's gone. So unfortunately for that, he was a, a 2019 fifth round pick and now he's uh, headed to the AHL. So, yeah. Very cool. Now we are, we have a guy who, uh, you know, basically already has, has gotten a taste of NHL action here. It's Mitch Gibson who went from Harvard to the Capitals. He was actually the backup the other night because Charlie Lindgren got sick. 
yeah, so that was kind of crazy to see because all of a sudden, you know, if something happens, you could be going into the game, which would be a little insane. But yeah, he didn't actually see any playing time, but he was technically, you know, the backup if anything happened. Six foot one goalie. He's he was a fourth round pick. Uh, he had a nine nineteen save percentage this year as Harvard's main guy. So we'll see if he ends up. I assume once you know everything is normal in Washington, he'll probably go down to the AHL. But I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, absolutely. We will have to wait and see. All right, Casey Dornbach. Yeah, Denver. this was uh yeah, Denver. He's going to the Iowa Wild, six foot forward. He had 34 points as a fifth year last year. This should be a, a good pickup for for Minnesota's AHL team. Absolutely. All right. Going to not not the first former first overall pick. We got Alex Laferriere, not Lafreniere. He's going from Harvard to the Ontario Reign. Yeah, this was another one of Harvard's guys that ended up leaving. They had so many really good top-level draft picks, and he is also now signing. Uh, six foot four, 2020 third-round pick, so was uh, a higher-round pick in 2020. And he had 42 points over a point per game as a sophomore this year, so I wasn't super surprised to see him signing because he had a, a really, really good year this year. Yeah, absolutely. And he's got that he's got that sort of Walmart uh, Alex La, um, Lafreniere. Uh, yeah, I feel like if they if those two teams end up playing each other when he gets to the NHL, that could that's going to be like, what? What? That'd be a lot of fun. It's like when the two Sebastian Ajos played against each other. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, all right. And then finally, we got Mason Lori um, of Ohio State. He's going to the Providence Bruins. Yeah, this one also wasn't surprised by because he's been a super high level prospect in college hockey this year. He's a six foot four defender. So he's a really big guy and he's really good. He was really fun to watch at the regionals this year. Uh, and he was a second round pick in 2020. So obviously he was a high round pick and he's been great in college. So wasn't surprised to see that. Cool. And then to, to round this all out, Ryan McAllister, Western Michigan, going to Florida's AHL team. Yeah, and this one was a little bit of a surprise just because he was a freshman. So he literally played one year of NCAA, but he had an insane year in the NCAA mm -hmm. by posting over a point per game, 49 points in 39 games this year. So uh, obviously he had a lot of NHL interest. And uh, yeah, he's he signed with Florida. Very cool. All right, let's move on to, you know, we're, we're in the Atlantic Division. We're deep in the Atlantic Division now when it comes to breaking down everyone's prospects in the American Pipeline. We have finally reached Montreal. They have a ton. So let's get started with one that's playing in the NHL right now, Sean Farrell, uh, who, went, who went from Harvard and he recently signed his ELC. Yeah, so I think we mentioned him last week because he, like you said, already signed. Not the biggest guy. He's only five foot nine, but he's a really, really good player. He had over a point per game, 53 points in, in 34 games this year as a sophomore. So it seemed like he was ready to, to move on. So wasn't super surprised by him signing. He already had his first NHL goal already in the three games that he's played. I think it was in his second game. Um, you know, he played in the Olympics. He played in the in the World Championships. NTDP guy. He had absolutely massive numbers for Chicago and the USHL. Uh, he's probably going to make a pretty good pro. Yeah, he, uh, he, he already is a pro. He already is a pro, but I assume he's going to be a, a good one. Absolutely. All right. Now we got the the creme de la creme, the crown jewel of their their of uh, Montreal sort of I, other than maybe Uri Slavkovsky um, of their their prospect pipeline on the whole. It's Lane Hudson, uh, Hudson, who we just talked about. Incre like the only thing against him is that he's small. And he is small. I interviewed him at the World Juniors. He has like the build of a child, like the like the the bone structure of a child right now. But man, this kid, if he once he fills into his body, he is going to be an absolute monster because he is so offensively gifted. Second round pick from last year. 
19 years old, had a great world juniors and TDP guy. Um, incredible years as, as a freshman, as a defenseman. Like we, we, we talked about him earlier in the show, but just, you know, there's not enough great things to say about Lane Hudson. Yeah. I mean, we've already mentioned most of it. And like you said, he's probably, you know, he's easily one of the best freshman defensemen ever in the NCAA. That's super hard to do. And if you're going to be watching the frozen four, make sure to watch Lane Hudson of BU because he's so good. He's blowing people's minds. Uh, I guess the only thing to to consider then is, is he going to sign after this year's over? So we're going to have to wait and see because he certainly had uh, a ridiculous year this year. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to track that. All right. Now we got Luke Tuck. Uh, 2020 second round pick. Yeah, 21 year old forward. He is Alex's uh, brother from what I read. So obviously, if you think that name is familiar, how old is Alex? I'm gonna look that up because yeah. I feel like I feel like he's too old to have a brother that's like still in college. You know? But yeah, I don't know. I thought so too, but then I. Oh, he's I only 26. He's an old yeah. 26. Never mind. I, I, but man, he seems like it. Like a guy who's like I thought he was 30 to be honest with you, but but no, good for him, man. Yeah, so this is Luke. He's 21, so, you know, still in college. Uh, mm-hmm. 2020 second-round pick. He's 6'2", 203, so good size there. National team guy. He's a junior at BU. He had 11 points in his first season, then 10, and now this year had 20. So he had a he had a much better year this year. Um, I assume he'll come back for his senior season just to keep refining his game, could keep putting up points, but uh, we'll see. Absolutely. All right. Now we got, you know, we got the Pitlick bros. Uh, we got Rhett Pitlick. Rem Pitlick is is his brother. He's already playing on Montreal. Rhett is a 22 year old uh, from Florida uh, and he was he is a 2019 fifth round pick. Yeah, Rhett has uh, been really fun to watch this year. He's from Florida, but he moved to Minnesota, played Minnesota high school hockey for Chaska. Uh, when he was younger, he had a really crazy goal earlier this season. I think it was a couple weeks ago against Michigan where he just like had He's had a couple of really good uh, highlight reel goals this year that really show off his skill. Another player that's fun to watch, and if you're watching the Frozen Four games, keep your eye on Rhett Pitlick. Uh, he has 21, 24 points this year as a sophomore, so he's still fairly young. Uh, we'll see if he wants to sign after this year, if he wants to come back for his junior year, um, because he's really good. I could honestly see him maybe doing both, not sure, um, but – He's a really good player, fun to watch, and has had some really, really crazy goals this year. Yeah, absolutely. All right, moving on to Jack Gorniak uh, of Wisconsin. And like we said earlier, Wisconsin's kind of going to be interesting to watch here now just because their team will see who's coming and going, new coach, all that stuff. Uh, But Jack Gorniak, I haven't heard anything yet, but he was a fifth-year senior this year, so he's actually out of eligibility, and I haven't seen him sign anything yet. Uh, So we'll see if there's any news on him in the next week or so. He's 23 He's a 5'11 forward, was a 2018 fourth-round pick. Uh, but honestly, his his scoring didn't really translate to the NCAA. He had 12 points this year, and his best season was 15. So not anything really flashy there. But he was one of those players that went to college so young. He went to the NCAA right after high school instead of taking those years to develop in juniors. And I think, honestly, you know, that kind of hurts some players. Some players are ready for it, but some players make that jump really early. Um, and you know, it's, it's a, it's a big jump to make, to make that and to successfully do that. So I have no idea what he's planning on doing because he's out of eligibility. So we'll have to wait and see here. We'll have to see. All right. Then we got Jaden Struble, who is already, you know, he's already joined uh, the Laval rocket, the Montreal's uh, AHL affiliate. Uh, and, and this fellow right here is a, uh, uh, you know, six foot left shot defenseman, second round pick of 2019. 
Yeah, from what I've read, uh, Struble is kind of more of that physical defenseman. He's not like the biggest guy. I mean, he's six foot, but he's not like one of those huge like defenders that are over six three and like two twenty or anything like that. But uh, he was a senior this year. He had twelve points, so still putting up some points, uh, usually in assists. Uh, he's played in four AHL games so far, so he's just starting to get acclimated to that. And like I said, more of kind of that physical defenseman than you know more than the offensive defenseman type. So he's going to be one of those guys who's probably going to be uh, more physical and, and uh, you know, that type of defender. Absolutely. All right. Well, we got the first of two Minnesota Duluth fellas here, starting with Blake Biondi, uh, you know, 20 year old. He was Mr. Hockey in Minnesota, which is big. You should, so you should be very, you know, sort of well acquainted with him. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, he got hurt this season, but let's see what he can do. Yeah, so Blake Biondi was really, really good uh, in high school. He was Mr. Hockey, which is really hard to uh, get that. That essentially means you're the best player in Minnesota high school hockey uh, as a senior. And he had some unfortunate news this year. He had to have double shoulder surgery. So he was out for, you know, the second half of this year. He's 20. He's from Duluth. He's six feet tall. Um, and he's another one of those players who went straight to the NCAA. He didn't have those years to develop in juniors. So it's kind of interesting. His first year, he only had five points. And then he had 28 points his sophomore year last year and was doing really, really well. And then this year, Duluth had kind of a weird year and then he got hurt. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it was kind of hard to tell what he was going to do this year. Uh, And then so this upcoming year, he's going to be a senior. I think he needs that big senior season to kind of prove himself if he wants to go pro after that. But a lot of these players have fifth year eligibility now. So we'll see. I assume he's going to want to come back and, and just have a big senior season. So keep your eye on him for next year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we got Jack Smith, who was his Minnesota Duluth teammate. Um, he was 2024th round pick, and he was also injured. Yeah, so I don't know, a couple of prospects here with just some bad luck. He's five foot eleven. He's from St. Cloud. He actually went to my high school. I don't really know him, but um, he's from the same area that I'm from. He did play in juniors for a while in the USHL, but I read that he was hurt for a while during that. So, you know, had to sit out some time. He's only a freshman this year, so like I said, Minnesota Duluth had kind of a weird year. So because, you know, they weren't a super great team, they didn't have a ton of players who had a ton of points. So the fact that he only had five points in 24 games, you know, not that crazy. He's a freshman. He's getting acclimated to the NCAA and Duluth wasn't that good this year. So we'll just have to wait and see again. He kind of needs to prove himself in college here. So I assume he's going to be back for a sophomore year and is probably going to want to, um, you know, get some more minutes next year and hopefully put up some more points. You would certainly hope so. All right now we got Ty Smilly Smilonic. Sorry, you got that. Uh, this is yeah. a guy who's got some uh, got some hype under him. You know, he's a twenty twenty third round pick. And again, this is a Wisconsin guy, so it's kind of hard to tell with some of these numbers since Wisconsin hasn't been a very they weren't a very good team this last year. But uh, he's originally from Colorado. He's a six foot one center, third round pick. He played two years at Quinnipiac and then transferred to Wisconsin this past year. He didn't really do that great this year, but Wisconsin wasn't good either. So, again, kind of hard to tell. He had good numbers in the NTDP when he was younger, then did pretty good at at Quinnipiac, and then had two points in 14 games this year. So, again, not really sure what to think of that. I assume he's going to be back and, again, you know, needs to prove himself a little bit. Yeah, we'll have to see. All right, we got Jacob Dobes or Jakob Dobes. Uh, here he's from Ohio State, and he uh, he he like uh, like other people on this list have jumped to the Laval Rocket lately. Yeah, I guess I I should have put in all the little the 
accent marks on some of the letters. Ah, fine. Yakub, Yakub Dobe. I, th- I think it's maybe? Yakub, and I think it's Dobesh. Dobesh. We'll okay. Yeah, Yakub. So again, I completely butchered. Apologize that. me for the. I I do not know the correct check. That is. I did as names. as North American butchering as you can. The guy's <laughs> name is likely like Yakub Dobe or Dobesh, and I did Jacob Dobes. So that's cool. <laughs> well, I mean, um, to be fair, I don't know even know how to type some of the the accent marks, so I didn't really give you any hints on that one. But you know, he's already at uh, in the in the minor leagues right now. He's six foot four, so he's a big guy. You know, got the good mm-hmm. goalie size people want. Um, he's from Czechia. He played in the in the NAL and the USHL, and he was a sophomore this year. So two years at college, and now signed pro. Had a nine eighteen save percentage. Uh, was a starter. You know, this year, last year. I don't believe he's actually played at Laval yet. I know he, you know, obviously signed, but I don't think he's played there yet. Um, he can be really, really good some games. In other games I've watched, he's looked, you know, just good, but not super great. In other games I've watched him, he's looked really great. So we'll see how he ends up adjusting to uh, the professional level. We will have to see. And then finally rounding it out, it's another goalie um, to, to finish off their extensive list here, Emmett Croteau of the USHL. Yeah, one USHL prospect here. Again, good size, six foot four from Alberta in his third year of USHL. So I assume he's going to want to make that uh, hop to college here soon. Um, playing for the Waterloo Blackhawks, has a 915 save percentage, lots of experience in juniors, and is committed to Clarkson. So we'll see if he uh, heads, heads there this upcoming fall. Well, we shall see, but we're going to have to wait at least until next week to find out because the show is over now. Um, but Frozen Four is coming up. We will have all the instant reaction, or not instant, but we have all the reaction to it next week. Um, it's a great show. Cannot wait to see what's going down uh, uh, in, you know, an absolutely incredible time oh, on yeah. the calendar. It's going to be great. Uh, Sydney, thanks as always for doing this. Uh, and if you'd like to watch more episodes of this show or any other show, um, you can go to the thn.com slash podcast. That is where all of our stuff is. So it's going to be great. Um, see you next week.